Annie. Annie Pullman. Well, Miss Annie Pullman, they have all looked at the importance of the investigator. I have been a celebrity twice for this case, once when I solved it, and then again when your Mr. Hitchcock considered Dommelmeyer as a base for one of his films. I know about that, her voice is soft. He was never able to get a script he liked. The case was not dramatic enough for him. Fritz turns the match over in his hand. He remembers the man, rotund, very British, a bit too interested in the graphic details. Fritz could not confide in Hitchcock, even though he had another story that might have interested the filmmaker. But despite their failure to work together, word of Hitchcock's interest was enough for articles on Demelmeyer, then a book, and later a bad television film, all of which gave Fritz enough money to last the rest of his life. She shakes her head. Perhaps I am not communicating this clearly. I am writing about the way the inspector's mind works, the way it puts the details together. I believe that only certain people can solve certain crimes. She doesn't know how right she is. He puts the cigarette in his mouth. And then what? What do you mean? After the crime is solved. It is like a movie, no? To your American senses, the crime is solved and all is well. She glances at the room, at its shabbiness, and her cheeks flush. She thinks he is talking about wealth. He is not. I expect it took a toll on you, she says politely. What did? Demelmeyer. He snorts, the idea absurd, and with a flick of his thumb lights the match. What led you to that conclusion? You retired soon after. No. The match burns down to his fingertips, he shakes it out. The unlit cigarette bobs against his lips as he speaks. I worked another three years. No one remembers that. No one speaks of it. Under Hitler? I thought you were an historian, he snaps. Of police procedures, I have no interest in Nazi Germany. He stares at her a moment, astounded that she believes she can study one part of a culture without studying another. The procedures he used, the procedures he changed, evolved because he was German, because he had been a soldier, because he had starved, because of Gisela. He takes a deep breath, says, Hitler did not come to power until 1933. What do they teach you in your American schools? Apparently not enough. She speaks with a touch of wry humor, as if she knows her education is lacking. Then you should know that the Nazis introduced many new police techniques. None I want to study, she says. Because you shock easily? She shakes her head. I do not believe in studying the deeds of evil men. He strikes another match, and with a shaking hand, lights his cigarette. You know a man's heart, then. She frowns, swallows, and in an incongruous gesture, draws her purse closer to her body. None of the histories say you were a Nazi. Many men go to great lengths to hide their pasts. He takes a drag. The nicotine is cool against his throat. So you were. He shakes his head. I was in England by then. But you believed it is not as simple as that. He stubs out the cigarette, disappointment filling him. Despite her looks, despite her curiosity, she is the wrong one. You do not need to talk to me.
She lets her purse fall. It thuds against the floor. His sudden refusal seems to have intrigued her. She glances at the tape recorder she has set on the table beside her. A strand of brown hair falls across her face. He is wrong calling her a girl. She is a woman of perhaps thirty years, old enough to have children of her own, old enough to write books about things she does not understand. She brings her head back up, looks directly at him. You worked for three more years, she says, her doe eyes full of compassion. Yet no one speaks of it. He does not move. Her words catch him, her expression holds him. In it, there is something he has waited a long time to see. Why does no one speak of it, she asks. The air is full of a sudden tension, the question he has waited almost four decades to hear. Because they do not...